BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. Six PM. Book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com/slash-with-amex. Terms apply. All-inclusive vacations make life easy with endless eats, bottomless drinks, and never-ending fun. So booking an all-inclusive vacation should be easy too, right? That's where Apple Vacations comes in. Book your all-inclusive getaway with Apple Vacations and receive exclusive perks at select resorts. You'll find the best deals to Hyatt, Zalara, Riviera Maya in Mexico and enjoy a selection of exclusive nonstop vacation flights. Turn on easy mode at applevacations.com or call your local travel advisor to get started. Visit applevacations.com or call your local travel advisor to get started. What's going on? And welcome into the Monday edition of the Pelicans podcast presented by SeatGeek. I'm Daniel Salerson. Hope everyone had a great weekend. The Pelicans split their two-game road trip, defeating the Mavericks on Friday night and then falling last night to the Houston Rockets, 118 to 108. More on that later on in the podcast. We wanted to change things up on this Monday and recognize a team here in the Crescent City that's playing some really good basketball right now. That is the Loyola Wolfpack, the men's basketball team now 12-0, 3-0 in conference after defeating William Carey over the weekend. And we are uh, happily joined by head coach Stacy Hollowell, who's uh, they have a week off now. We'll get ready for another game next week against LSU Shreveport. Coach, how are you? Good to have you on. I'm doing great. It's an honor to be, uh, be on. Yeah, absolutely. So talk about this team right now. I mean, 12-0, 3-0 in conference play. Um, I'll give you the easy one. What's been going well so far for your basketball squad? Well, I think the thing that's probably most easy to point to is, um, or easiest to point to is the camaraderie that this group has. Uh, when the storm hit, we picked up and went to Dallas. And I think we can kind of point back to that Dallas trip as a cornerstone for what we've built. And, uh, the guys get along, uh, really well. They've bought into what we're trying to do and, um, it's really paid off early on for us. How long were you all in Dallas and how, and again, how was that experience like for you guys? Um, as far as, you know, building some camaraderie, you mentioned that, but also, you know, getting some shots up and things like that. Cause you know, there's a lot of teams here. Tulane had to do the same thing. I mean, that's not an easy process to pack up and go somewhere else. How'd your guy, how did you, your team handle that situation? Well, when the storm hit, and I've told this story before I was uh, we evacuated to Kiln, Mississippi with my family. We were sitting in the pantry on what was the 14th tornado warning of the day there. And uh, I was watching a YouTuber uh, who was downtown and I saw sheet metal flying across the street. And I knew it was going to be a different experience coming back into the city. And so I uh, talked to my AD the next morning 
told him that I'd like to evacuate the team. You know, uh, a lot of the guys had evacuated to Dallas. And I told him I thought it'd be great if we could go out there and put a training camp together. And so we did that and we, we were able to go to the Mark Cuban center there and uh, we practiced for 10 days. We had two a days and uh, some folks kind of picked up some meals for us. And uh, it ended up being a really neat experience. And, um, you know, coming back, uh, I think in a, just kind of your normal average situation. We may have had a little bit tougher um, go at it with, with a different group of guys, but these guys, like I said, all believed in what we were doing um, and were excited to move forward. So it's been seamless. Um, Tulane jumped in and, and uh, gave us a spot to practice. And, uh, and that's been really nice. And so really couldn't ask for a better situation um, given the circumstances. You could give us an update on your arena renovations. Of course, uh, you know, the, the campus took a little bit of a hit from Hurricane Ida and you've had had to play uh, your game so far inside Devlin Fieldhouse. Kind of how are things going there as, as far as trying to get back there and play some ball games soon? So we have a, uh, a portable court there that we got from the Pontchartrain Center in Kenner. They were nice enough to let us, you know, use that court. Um, but there are some things that need to come together. You know, when you're pulling out, literally thousands, probably tens of thousands of boards, uh, things get dusty. And um, so there are some things that probably still need to come together before we could play a game there. But uh, I feel like we'll, we'll play a few there this year. How has it been for your guys? I mean, not only have you adjusted them evacuating and coming back, but also not really having your home base uh, to kind of do a lot of things. How is that, you know, whether that's helped the guys maybe get into the situation where you've had some success and just dealing with some adversity. Cause again, not a lot of teams are going through what your team's going through, how they've been able to handle the, the situation of not really having their, their home base to work out and practice and play their home games. in. Well, I would say if there's anything good that came from COVID um, it's that we learned to roll with the punches. Mm -hmm. um, last year uh, we played 21 games and we had, I guess, you know, somewhere between 10 and 15 games, uh, canceled. So <clears throat> we just, you know, it's just carried over and the guys have rolled with the punches and they've been fantastic. Absolutely. So when you look at also, not only was the men's basketball team hit, but, but a lot of the sports, how has your whole athletic department been able to come together during this and kind of work with each other to, to maybe help share resources and, and kind of help each other get back to where y'all want to be? Well, to this point, volleyball had, best year maybe ever um uh women's basketball is a top 25 program uh, and then you know we've we've done well so we all have supported each other and cheer for each other our our kids cheer for each other and it's been it's been good when you talk about your squad and look 12 and 0 an impressive start 3 no in conference play I know you have high expectations for your team, but did you even expect, I know you all expect to win every game, but again, it's hard to get a losing a winning streak going in any type of conference pro. I mean, we saw the Houston Rockets last night, they extend their winning streak to six games after having a 15 game losing streak. So the challenging part of getting a winning streak together and, and winning 12 games, just did you expect this kind of performance from your team and kind of how this all come about as far as your, your execution? Well, yeah, we scheduled really tough. You know, we, we, 
we've got some guys that are tested and uh you know um i would put this group up against anybody and to say that i thought we would start 12 and 0 would be i guess not truthful but i'm also not surprised um that we've got off to this kind of start i mean we have a really talented base um you know zach reitzel Andrew Fava, Miles Burns, those are guys that have been here for a while. Terry Smith Jr. Um, and then we added a, a really steady point guard in Brandon Davis, a local kid out of East St. John. And uh, and Brandon has filled some gaps that we, we may have had last year. So um, surprised that we're 12 and 0, not really. Um, can't say that I expected to be 12 and 0 either. How much did that win? I know it was technically an exhibition, but a win against UNO division one program had to kind of help. How did that kind of gain some momentum for your team? You know, knowing the performance you all had in that game to kind of use that as kind of a, a stepping stone for the, for this season, how you guys are playing. Well, I kind of grew up in Lakefront arena. My, my friend's dad was the the manager of the arena. I went to basketball camp there and ran around in the Tim Floyd days and, so UNO for me, you know, I remember when that place was packed, mm-hmm. you know, it was, uh, those were special times. And so to get a win in there was special for me personally. Um, but it also generated a nice little buzz for our group and, uh, propelled us in some ways, you know, it was certainly a confidence builder. What's been that buzz like for you guys around the city? Cause look, a lot of people are talking about this team that's 12 and 0 right now and, and making a run here. Um, what's it been like for you all to gather some, to garner some attention, uh, the way things are going for you guys? Well, it's been, it's been nice. And I think, you know, the more we win, the more attention that we will get, but at the same time, we've got to block the noise out and, you know, it's a delicate balance. It's one of the things that you want for your program as you grow. Um, but you've got to stay focused on, on moving forward. The 12 games that we have won are behind us. And, uh, and we've got a nice little schedule out in front. So um, we look forward to it. And, and uh, at the same time, we, we know we need to stay balanced. I know you all are focusing on your team, but how, how much are you all connected to the Pelicans? Do your guys try to get to go to some games? Do they watch? Um, you know, it's nice having an NBA team in your backyard. How much do your guys kind of pay attention to what's going on with this team? Uh, I mean, I think we've got a mix, you know, of guys – one of our former guys, Chase Eckhold, is there every night, seems like. Um, I personally am a Jonas Valanciunas fan. I saw him. Uh, I coached in Lithuania 2007, 2008, and got to see him as a 15-year-old. You walk in a gym and you see a seven-footer and, you know, kind of antennas go up. So, uh, but, yeah, I think I think we have a mix of guys that, really pay attention in some that are just kind of in their own own world. Did you ever think when you saw Jonas Valanciunas at 15 and seven foot that you're like, all right, I'm going to see him in the NBA someday eventually. And then yet alone now in your own backyard here in New Orleans. Well, I didn't know that we would see him here necessarily, but uh, when you, you know, when you see a kid like that uh, coming out of Lithuania, knowing the caliber of players that they've produced uh, it was, it was not a surprise. Before I let you go, look, you don't have another home game until right now, January 2nd, and a couple of huge matchups coming up for your squad with some Division One opponents in, in Southern Miss and also um, Louisiana. How are those games could benefit your team 
because they're kind of in between your conference play there. How much can those games kind of benefit your squad um, and get some good experience to get some really quality opponents? I think it'll be good. You know, we, we've, uh, you know, our margin of victory right now is maybe 27, 28 points a game. And so to be in situations where the games are, are tight and we have to overcome some adversity is, is, uh, certainly something that I think we are in need of right now. Uh, those two games in particular will, will provide that for us. And, uh, you know, the, both teams are long and athletic and um, it'll, it'll give us some nice challenges to overcome. That's Loyola men's basketball coach, Stacy Hollowell here on the Pelicans podcast team is 12 and 0 and we'll looking to make it 13 and 0 next week. Coach, I really appreciate the time. Keep up the great work. We'll be following your team throughout the rest of the way. And we'll maybe talk to you down the road here. That'd be great. I appreciate it. Thanks again. Yeah. That's Loyola men's head coach Stacy Holloway in his eighth season with the squad. Again, coming one of their best starts, probably their best start in program history at 12 and 0. You can check out the rest of their schedule for the year on LoyolaWolfpack.com. Wanted to change things up on this Monday here. You know, talk about a team that's really doing some damage on the court in the Crescent City. The Pelicans um, will have a couple days off here and we'll be back in action on Wednesday against the Denver Nuggets. They'll wrap up the homestand on Friday against the Detroit Pistons. Both games at 7 p.m. and tickets are available uh, for both on pelicans.com, the mobile app, call 504-525-HOOP as well. And then the Pelicans will hit the road for a game on Sunday against the San Antonio Spurs. So a chance for the Pelicans to catch their breath. They will be off today and we'll be back on the practice floor tomorrow. And we'll be back with you on Wednesday for another installment of the Pelicans podcast presented by SeatGeek. Maybe we'll get on Wednesday another performance from Brandon Ingram, who had his third career 40-point game in the loss last night. The Brandon Ingram playing lights out for this Pelican squad right now. All right, that'll do it for this podcast. For Loyola head basketball coach Stacy Hollowell, I'm Daniel Salerson. Thanks for listening to the Pelicans podcast presented by SeatGeek.